Hey, do you enjoy Geeks of Grimdark? Do you wish we produced more Warhammer content? Well, check out our ongoing series with this week's sponsor, Shooting the Shit with Chippa. Axel and I have a reoccurring series with host Chris Shipman, where we introduce him to 40k factions, one at a time. And once you're all caught up with that, check out all the rest of his amazing interviews on your favorite podcasting site today. New Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Lord Commander Orc, and with me as always is... His shield brother, Axel Wright. How's it going today, man? It is frustrating. How's it going with you? Ah, uh, pretty good. I mean, I'm at that boring and interesting point when you know your old mattress is given out, so you're waiting on your new mattress, and you're sleeping like shit. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's just, like, I am at that point in my adult life. It's like, ah, oh, I need a new mattress. I'm going to get a new mattress. And then it's like, ah, oh, really shouldn't have waited this long. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I've had this mattress for 18 years, I think. So. Damn. I know how much you love to sleep. That surprises me. It's a good mattress. I don't know. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, boring old man talk aside let's roll on to the more interesting thing our patrons those wonderful wonderful people that fund this show that keep it free to you they are pam galley marquee chris chipman river galley krug arthur crane kevin bay brendan a john vinnels kit kenny seth decker donna lucy patrick Hansen, carson moss skyrim and Dare and peter cook now if you'd like to join that illustrious legion head on over to patreon.com forward slash geeks of shields 25 cents an episode gets you early access to all our content and because it is Bootober and we are throwing in an extra bonus. That is the sole home of Geeks Who Haunt this year. So if you're looking for Slagathor's content, you gotta be a patron. Alright, well, hey, Bootober, woo! The annual tradition of the poorly named show continues. Fair. So what are we talking about today? Uh, this one is one that kind of came to me, and I think it's interesting and we're going to kind of talk with the trouble with werewolf movies. You know, I was literally before this, I was watching Dead Meat do their coverage of the Wolfman from 2010 or whatever year that was. So, Is it as bad as I remember? Well, I didn't finish the video, but in his whole intro, he points out that it had really bad behind-the-scenes troubles. I mean, it changed directors three weeks before production started. Oh, damn, that'll do it which is very close, uh, over artistic differences with the original director who wanted to do something more, you know, artsy than what the studio wanted. Apparently the movie basically exists because Benicio Del Toro really loves the Wolfman, and he really that's why he's a producer as well as the main uh, star. No one seems to know what Anthony Hopkins was doing. Apparently he's basically sleepwalking on set. I, again, I haven't got into the details of the video yet, but it it's... It's been called possibly his worst performance ever. So the Wolfman's just it, like it's been a while since I saw it. But but my biggest takeaway was it was boring. Well, I was about to say what uh, James Anginese, the guy who does Dead Meat, for anyone who doesn't know, said is that he wasn't a fan of it because of its pacing and how slow it is. But apparently, it's got the. You know, the director that they did bring on is the guy who did Jumanji and Captain America, the first Avenger. And Oh, that's 
Joe Johnston? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Rocketeer. Yeah, and they got like a, one of the best makeup artists uh, and, and like effect like guys. So they had like a good crew, and you and you can tell that they cared about what they were making. But there was just a bunch of stuff that got in the way, apparently. And I again from the intro, I never seen the movie. I was just going based off what Janice said that the parts that work work well like the actual wolfman gory stuff and the actions like stuff works it's just that it's a very oddly paced movie apparently i don't know i haven't seen it so yeah it's been a very very long time since i've seen it because i was really excited about like oh boy the wolfman and benicio del toro yeah he kind of looks like he could be a wolfman well, he also looks a lot like the original wolfman if you put like him up right next to the black and white original <laughs> one yeah, so all the pieces were there, and then I watched it, and it's like, oh, this is bad. Like, this is this is really bad. So I want to be clear <laughs> as we get into this. I love werewolves in general as far as, like, horror movie monsters are concerned. They're, they used to be probably my favorite. I don't know if they still are. I have to think about that a bit more. I'm a big fan of the Creature of the Black Lagoon now because of my own fear of water. But Gilman's awesome. Underrepresented. Yeah. yeah, definitely. We don't see enough Gilman. But the the werewolf... I remember hearing a lot of theories, or not theories, but a lot of, like, critiques that say that different horror movie monsters represent some different, like, primal thing about humanity, and that werewolves are basically a literalization of human savagery, uh, of the wild, but brought out in man. The idea that someone who can be sophisticated and quote-unquote civilized at one moment can be barbarous and murderous the next moment i don't know i'm sure that werewolf represents a lot more than that but yeah and there's like a dozen different schools of thought of what the various monsters represent and the wolfman werewolves weird beasts yeah the most basic read is yeah it's our inner savagery it's the animal part that we try and ignore well, what's funny is that the whole idea of werebeasts too are not even consistent in that. Because from my understanding, Western werebeasts, the werewolf and whatnot, are fit into this kind of thing we're talking about. But a lot of Eastern werebeasts, like, I think were-tigers are a thing? I'm not sure. I think were-jaguar. I know that, like, there's a I know that were-jaguar is a thing. Yeah, I know there's, like, Africans, like, shapeshifters. And, then and there's a were-crocodile. Yeah, Native Americans have skinwalkers, which is a whole other kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's a whole other thing that we are going to skirt around because we are two white dudes that know well enough to know we don't know enough to talk about that. Agreed. But my point is that what I've heard, and I don't know enough about any of these creatures to say, but I've heard that they, like, when I heard about the were-tiger, the idea I heard was that it was like a, there was no, like, savage, loose barbarism. It was more like a mystical form taken on by a for lack of a better term enlightened mystic or something but again i don't know i could be way off base here so my, my point was just that i don't think there's a a one consistent idea of what a werebeast is but a werewolf which is the most well known at least here in in our in our culture as it were i think you can fall under a certain set of well-known you know, beats obviously turns into something wolf-like, whether it's the wolfman and it's basically just claws and hair, or whether it's like a straight-up wolf that's just big, like an Amer- American werewolf in London, or something in between, like, you know, Underworld. So. Yeah. 
And one thing I kind of want to comment on right off the top is why is it almost always dudes? I don't know, but it's funny you bring that up because the few times where you do see female werewolves tend to be some of the best examples of it. And I wonder if it's because it's taking the metaphor in a slightly different direction. I mean, okay, anyone listening that thinks I'm touching on something offensive, I apologize. I'm just trying to parse something. But there's a lot of cultural imagery when it comes to female horror iconography that has to do with the moon because of, you know, <laughs> PMS cycles and whatnot. I, I will save you the stumbling and the bumbling. Slagathor did the Ginger Snaps trilogy over on Geeks Who Haunt with our good buddy Chris. Mm -hmm. They got into all that because that, that's what that trilogy is about. <laughs> and while I'm so-so on the Ginger Snaps trilogy... I'm not going to say for a second they do not take that metaphor to the utmost extreme and do the best with it. Have uh, Well, on a similar, because I haven't actually seen Ginger Snaps. Man, I, there are a lot of werewolf movies I actually need to see. But have you seen Trick or Treat? Oh, Trick or Treat is awesome. Yeah, Trick or Treat's one of my favorite subversions of that particular idea. I mean, you don't even realize that werewolves are involved until <laughs> it's revealed they're involved. I don't know how yeah, to say it like I, that without giving it away. So. No, and it does a great... There's like an inversion on top of an inversion. And I don't know. Like That's kind of think the problem with werewolves is it's such an interesting concept narratively that always gets boiled down to, well, it's a big, scary monster that you can't stop. It's like, yeah, that works. And it is big and scary and terrifying. But it's also kind of interesting in all the ways you can go with it. Well, I want to take a moment to... I know that the Wolfman is basically the urtext for all modern werewolf stuff, but I feel like when we think of werewolves nowadays, if the, the movie to point to is American Werewolf in London, yep. which basically established a lot of what we or currently Or the think much of. hornier version of American Werewolf in Paris. Yeah, the, also the much worse version. But... Oh yeah, it's bad, but it is also a relic of its time. Yeah, but I just wanted to bring up that like, what works about American Werewolf in London about the werewolf idea? Like One of the things that I love about American Werewolf in London that I never see in, I, and I haven't seen in any other werewolf movie, is the idea that he's, that the guy who is the werewolf is being literally haunted by the ghosts of his victims who are urging him to kill himself so he doesn't kill anyone else. There's, yeah. There's something specifically torturous about that. And the fact that the whole movie is, torture is kind of the right word. I mean, it was literally the first movie to depict the werewolf transformation as painful. That's like the other aspect we never really... Well, that's not true. We've seen it once, and we'll circle to it. But there's a lot of body horror that is untapped in the werewolf story, you know? Like, yeah, well, it's funny, because, again, American Wolf in London tapped it appropriately, and ever since then, the idea is there, but it's done to, you know, different degrees. Like, for instance, it's not a great movie by any sense of the imagination, but one thing I love about Van Helsing... There was, it is. Was the idea of the, the werewolves, like, literally ripping off their skin to reveal the wolf underneath. Yeah, no. That was exactly what I was alluding to. Because it's it's kind of like the Incredible Hulk thing of it happens, oh no, he fell behind a refrigerator, and now he's a giant wolf. Like, hold on now. He gained, like, six inches of height and bones rearranged and flesh tore there's some serious disturbing body horror on either end of the transformation you could do. Yeah. Well, I mean, how long is that American Wolf in London scene? It's like 
two minutes straight of listening to the bones cracking and really good practical effects showing the horrible things happening to him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. And that's what I, I think that's kind of the problem is we have so many vampire movies, good, bad, mediocre, all the different takes, but we're not, we barely scratch the surface with werewolves. And it's like, why? Werewolves well, are synonymous as, is it because no one wants to fuck a werewolf? Is that what the problem is? <laughs> I feel like there are some underworld fans who would disagree. So... No one wants to fuck those werewolves. They look like gorillas. Uh, a fair. I was never a fan of the underworld werewolves because of what you just, exactly that reason. But anyway, hold on. I was going to American Werewolf in London because I just want to touch on things that make the werewolf work as a concept. So, like, the idea that it is this thing inside the person that they can't control, I think, is an inherent, like, power of the werewolf mythos. Which, again, the American Werewolf in London did that very well with, at first, him not even accepting that this is happening to him and then thinking he's just going crazy and then not knowing what to do about it. And you can also see that in Hell, even... Buffy did that very well with its werewolf character whose entire arc was about trying to find control over what was going on with him. Usually then have stories about, just like in American Wolf in London, them doing things in the form that they then have to deal with the consequences of afterwards. There's of course the idea that it's a transmutable uh, curse, so you have metaphors that can be for any sort of disease or whatnot, so there's plenty of stories you can do with that. And we mentioned the moon thing, so of course there's those ginger snap kind of metaphors. So like all these are ideas that I feel like can work very strongly with the base concept. Now what does the werewolf most often actually show up to do? Well, American Wolf One did it well. In American Wolf in Paris, they basically tried to latch onto this whole kind of pack mentality thing, I guess. It, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember anything about that movie, but there was a bunch of boobs. And I'll be honest, I mix up a lot of details from that movie with blood and chocolate in my head, which was also not very good. <laughs> that was the one that was really popular when we were in high school. Yeah, I do remember it being very popular. I remember watching it thinking it was just okay. But remember, I, I also remember We being... are not the target demographic for that movie. I was being really mad because I didn't know what a Lugaru was at the time, which... For oh anyone, yeah. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, a lugaru is actually a separate concept from a werewolf. A werewolf in its proper form is a monstrous entity that is a savage entity and only transforms under the moon. A lugaru is like a mystical almost fey creature that looks human and can transform into a wolf or more like a wolf that can transform into a human at will. So See, what I realized was we need Guillermo del Toro to make a werewolf movie. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Because he's already made an incredible vampire movie in Kronos. He did Gilman with The Shape of Water. True, Gilman. The Shape of Water was great, yeah. What would he do with werewolves? My only... I know that you were more into this than I am, so you feel free to defend it, but my only concern, I guess, would be what happened with Antlers and the Wendigo. So, yeah. See, here's the. There, there's a lot of problems. Not, not to criticize Del Toro. I love Del Toro. He's like top five favorite filmmakers for me. I'm just saying that when it comes to 
Well, technically, he just produced that. He didn't direct that. That's true. I will say the design for the Wendigo is awesome, and his designs are that, always top-notch. Yeah. No, you can tell where he was involved. Like, Del Toro's produced stuff always has a good story. See, Mama, it doesn't always come together. Again, Crimson see, Mama. <laughs> Crimson Peak, he did, and Crimson Peak suffers from mismarketing. That's fair. But no, Antlers is a good example of this is a very interesting concept. I, it comes together for the most part, but that one also kind of falls in the category of mismarketing. I would like to see him give the Shape of Water treatment to the werewolf creature, where it's like a complete... I won't call it subversion, because it's not really a subversion. The Shape of Water took kind of one of the basic ideas of the original creature from the Black Lagoon, that is, of the you know old-school movie monster kidnapping women and kind of flipping it i'm not gonna say on its head more like sideways where the creature's in the in the cage and then a woman is the one who comes and tries to rescue him and then they and it's well, all it also worked as like you know a greater exploration or not exploration but basically a big metaphor of all these people that are kind of subjugated and shoved down by society are treated kind of just like this monster Plus strong and, metaphors with disability and how disability is seen as monstrous by... How basically anything that falls outside the societal norm just kind of gets treated. Yeah, I'm saying that's the kind of treatment I would like to see him... From from a werewolf movie from him. So. Oh yeah, no, I could definitely see there's the angle there. But I mean, even... I think the most basic pitch, like if I had to pitch one, is you do the She-Hulk but a werewolf. So kind of like Teen Wolf, if it was a little more serious. <laughs> well, basically, there is an there's a power fantasy to the werewolf. I think that works either gender, but again, we need more lady werewolves. Of well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was literally sitting here thinking that the Hulk is a good modern kind of version of the werewolf idea. Yeah, the Hulk transforms because of rage, not because of the moon, but that always felt like that was the underlying kind of idea that the werewolf the is Hulk rage. The Hulk straddles the line of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah, werewolf, obviously. Whatnot, but yeah. But I mean, there's lots to explore, but basically the idea of well, that being me. a werewolf would be great because, you know, all the benefits, there is the downside of the bloodthirsty murder, but... Maybe some people need murdered. Can we tangent for a second? What can you tell sure. me about Werewolf by Night, since that apparently is actually going to happen now? Werewolf by Night. Oh, Werewolf by Night. I, okay. Well. For anyone who doesn't know, Werewolf by Night is a Marvel property related to uh, Moon Knight that we mention once or twice in our, our Moon Knight reviews, if, if you listen to those. And... I didn't think it was going to happen, but apparently at the Disney Con thing that happened a little while ago, there was a, a teaser trailer that I watched. And yeah. It was like black. I don't know how serious it was, but it looked like a real thing. So It's real. I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, his name is Jack Russell. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, what can you tell me about him real quick? He, okay, so I don't know a lot about him, but he is the introduction of Moon Knight who showed up as, you know, a mercenary to hunt him because, you know, he's a werewolf and who else would hunt him but a dude that's, you know, the moon. Basic story is Moon Knight was sent to, you know, kill him because he heard he was murdering people and then, oh no, it's all a misunderstanding. You weren't actually killing people. The biggest thing about that I can say about Werewolf by Night is 
he's not technically a werewolf because this is when they were still operating under the comics code authority. Mm, okay. So they couldn't have werewolves or vampires or whatnot. Hmm. I think he's a mutant. Okay. And that's why it's again, it's by it's why it's called werewolf by night. It's he's not a wolf man. He's a man that transforms. He's a weird character that was never really done much with. All right. Anyway, I mean, Wolfsbane is probably the better werewolf example because she's literally a werewolf mutant. Okay. But uh, anyway, back to topic at hand. I was just curious if they do know more than me. Now, nope. that, now that we're saying it out loud, I feel like there are quite a few werewolf movies, or at least movies that prominently feature There's them. a bunch, but none of them are that great. True. I mean, the only one that we've talked about that I would consider a great movie is American Werewolf in London. Probably yeah. the original Wolfman as well, because it's classic, yeah. but, but that's probably about it. I mean, people love Ginger Snaps, and it has its place. Some people will try and defend, I think it's Wolf with Nicholson. And I just find that a weird, just weird, weird movie. I mean, I would defend Dog Soldiers, but I wouldn't say it's good. I would just say it's a fun movie. Yeah, well, Dog Marshall, Marshall barely has a budget. This is a fun concept movie. Yeah. Uh, What other And and Trick or Treat's a great movie, but it's only got werewolves for part of it, so I wouldn't call that really appropriate, so... There's the Underworld okay. series. All right, hold on. Wait, we got to di- diverge entirely for Underworld here. Cause... I'm just listing off all the ones I can think of off the top of my head. All right. Well, I will say that with Underworld... Uh, Silver Bullet. I don't know Silver Bullet. I haven't even heard of that uh, uh, Silver Bullet's not bad. It actually... Well, it's based on a Stephen King short, so it does something really interesting with the werewolf. Love, Death, and Robots is a really cool werewolf short. Oh. Sorry, now I'm thinking that I wish that we had a were-rat movie on principle. <laughs> but, anyway. That would... I mean... I, I feel like there's a horror movie that has giant rat monsters, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of Night of the Lepus, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Close, but no. <laughs> Fun. For anyone who doesn't know, Night of the Lepus is an old, old, bad movie that's about giant rabbits attacking and you can tell they're just normal rabbits on miniature sets and they didn't even try to make them scary or anything they're just rabbits and it's hilarious no nope, it's that classic 50s b-grade schlock that played during the daytime when axel and i were growing up i remember the first time i saw that as a kid and thinking it was a fever dream for a very <laughs> long time until i discovered the internet it was movie bob i think like no this is a real thing like oh thank God, I didn't imagine that. Yeah. But I will say that there are definitely two where well, one and a half, I'm going to say, werewolf-adjacent properties that kind of deserve their own mention as, like, a separate concept. The The first one is the Underworld series, which... Because we mentioned vampires, too. Vampires get, like, all the attention, but now that we people want to have sex with vampires. I, I think you're onto something there. Although I do think that, listing it out, there's probably not significantly more vampire movies than werewolf movies. When I think about vampire oh, movies... Oh, I think vampire movies haven't beat hands down. All right, I mean, there's on. three Blade movies. Okay, so Blade Trilogy, uh, Underworld, which counts for both, the original Dracula, Drac- and Dracula Untold, sure. Daybreaker is my personal favorite vampire movie. Bram Stoker's Dracula, Bram Stoker's all the Hammer Dracula. Horror Draculas. Uh, 
let's see. Let the right one in. Mm. Let me in. Fright Kronos, Night. Kronos. Fright Night. Fright Night. Fright Night the remake. Which uh, I actually watched for the first time recently. I can't believe I missed that. That was yeah. such a fun movie. No, I love the Fright Night remake. It's, it's great. Uh, I haven't seen The Invitation yet, but I'm pretty sure that's a vampire movie based on the trailer. So, uh, Red Sky. Okay, I'll concede. I'll concede. Anyway, so Underworld came out when we were, what, in middle school that was that was it starts in middle school and high school like right in that time everyone was obsessed with the matrix and everyone was obsessed with the idea of vampires versus werewolves well plus people our age is when the edginess started creeping in teenagers oh we were a smack dab in the middle of the 2000s yeah and and you and i were not i mean i was an omnigoth that meant that i was all about all white not all black and i had no interest in like the leather or the makeup or anything like that so we were not i was into chicks and spandex outfits so yeah no that's fair but my point is that i had no interest in underworld from the beginning because i had no interest in vampire movies and i thought the werewolves looked terrible i didn't like the idea of werewolves being essentially the mindless fodder for the vampire ocs to to kill yeah but kate beckinsale in that outfit i don't disagree but it wasn't enough for me so I did watch, if I remember correctly, the first time I watched Underworld movie was with you, and it was the third one. Yep, I made you watch in reverse order. I don't think we even watched this. I, I have not seen the all, I have not seen the second one at all, and I've seen most of the first one. Yeah, I think we watched the third one, and you are like, yeah, it was okay. And I was like, yeah, th- th- that was. Yeah, Rise of the Lycans, which was essentially created a, diff- a, it creates a line in their mythology that lichens are not actually werewolves that there are full werewolves and lichens are some weird in between thing so they were the people that got scrapped yeah so it's, it, their mythology that's part of why i liked it is i like a universe that has deep mythology and it's a medieval period piece which again i was a fan of yeah but no those are where those are vampire movies at their core that use werewolves as the monster also, don't do anything really interesting with them. Also, I think it's really weird that I think it's the end of the first movie where there's the the hybrid that basically... Yeah, that's, the, that's the whole big thing is first he gets bitten by a werewolf and then he gets infected by a vampire and then he doesn't die. He becomes a hybrid, which... Didn't look like what I would imagine a, a werewolf-vampire hybrid. It, yeah, like. no, it was just... What in the hell? Just a dude with dark skin <laughs> and some claws. So. yeah. Not not agreement, but that one actually the first one had some fun with the werewolf transformation of the first time he transforms. It is kind of a body whore. He's in the back of a police car. They've got death metal going to drown out the snapping and cracking of his bones. Oh, oh, it's very intense, but it's also very two thousands in that everything is shot in a blue gray filter, mm. and it's rainy all the yeah. goddamn time. I in remember those that constant it's rain always raining but again it was the 2000s all our music videos were you know gray blue filters in the rain is there anyone though who will say okay i know it's got its ardent defenders but i feel like underworld falls into a very much i love this while recognizing that it is a b movie essentially with some a movie qualities like i have a hard time imagining anyone defending it as a legit great movie I have questions for you if you are still ardently defending it as a great movie. It is a 
perfect time capsule of what the teens were into before Twilight. Speaking of Twilight, that's the other thing, the elephant in the room to deal with, which is that the... I read those books. I'll be very clear, because my girlfriend was really into it when I was in high school. And they make it very clear that the 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 wolves are not werewolves. That werewolves actually... They call them, like, Moonborn or something, I don't remember. Actually exist in their universe, and that they are a separate entity from the, the natives. So... There, we're going to be done talking about Twilight now. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to talk about Twilight. I want to talk about Stephanie Meyer's definite cultural appropriation. Yeah, point is, not werewolves. And as far as, like, being portrayed like werewolves, because as Ulrich put, there was a definitely big werewolf v. vampire conversation for some reason. I don't know why in high school it was so popular for everything to be a versus. I Don't get me wrong, I love me a death battle, but why we did an episode about that. It's the schoolyard. My dad can beat your dad, or oh, Power yeah. Rangers can beat Voltron. Okay, it's basic primal brain stuff. You're right. I remember recording that with you. Sorry, I just anyway. Yeah, no, that, that was our conclusion for that episode. We just like smashing our toys together. Yeah. But the only thing that the that Meyer did that felt werewolfy is that the the wolves have kind of a emotional lack of control over their transformation but that's it so dude imagine a werewolf movie today where we have a female werewolf who just tears apart a pickup bro that's all about the alpha wolf bullshit suddenly i'm imagining hard candy but the main character is a werewolf yeah something along those lines and who boy if you haven't seen hard candy go watch it it's a fun it's a fun all ages romp <laughs> do, no do, don't believe Ulrich <laughs> there listen to Ulrich he has your best interests in heart I've not seen all of hard candy I've seen part of it and I know what the rest of it is and I want to watch it but I also don't <laughs> that's when I, I used to show that to people out of the blue and like oh you liked Juno man you're gonna love this follow up oh because oh. it's a good movie it's a very uncomfortable movie but it's a good movie yeah 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 <laughs> no see that right there there is just there's a seed of an idea something really cool to be done with just that idea and kind of just how the intoxicating power of that idea you know well I also feel like there is on the surface anyway it seems like the werewolf as an idea is a lot simpler like there seems to be less to work with than the vampire probably I because i think that's kind of narrowing the scope because you've got the basic the basic basic one of it's a good slasher villain in that it answers all the questions about slashers how does it move so fast how does it keep finding us why is nothing stopping it because it's a supernatural monster then you've got the kind of exploration of rage and the primal instinct. Then you have the power fantasy. You can even do something with the whole idea of a very deadly virus that can be transferred and either sympathetic or unsympathetic in that one. What, I mean, what, would, it, would, it be like, what would it be like to do daybreakers but with werewolves instead? As in, a, yeah. as in a fictional world where the werewolves already won, where everyone in the world is one. Or just a real simple, stripped-down monster movie of one guy hunting a werewolf in the woods of South America. 
Because that's the other thing. Werewolves work in a lot more settings than vampires do. Like, vampires, like, oh, crap, sun. Honestly, I feel like you could do something like Predator, but with a werewolf. Yeah. Where you've got a group of, like, soldiers, like, modern-day soldiers who are in some rural village, and uh, they don't know where the what is picking them off at night. So you could probably do something interesting with that. I mean, the third Ginger Snaps is a prequel, and it's about a French fur trapper fort under siege by werewolves. <laughs> that sounds cool. It's not as cool as it sounds, because they also kind of get diverted in a lot of weird stuff and the origins of the curse, and maybe someone in the fort's a werewolf. But even then, the paranoia of it all, there's... I feel like it's just an underutilized idea for a monster okay well then, i don't know why let's let's, let's take a moment here because we've been we're kind of being rambly a bit i was trying to kind of like all right lay out the foundations what makes this monster work when it works so now i'm trying to do like what makes the movies not work when it doesn't work so like what are not particularly great werewolf films you talk about the wolfman which i haven't seen so i can't comment on i don't know teen wolf was a comedy i don't want to count that teen wolf the show I feel like basically was trying to do a vampire show, just flavored werewolves. So I don't know enough about the Teen Wolf show to comment on it. It came way after my time. Well, I'll tell you, I watched two seasons of it because werewolves. I will say Tyler Hoechlin, who ended up going on to become Superman, is awesome. But again, that show, everything about that show is we're making a vampire show but they're just werewolves instead. I mean, when they transform, all that happens is, like, they grow a little fur on their face, and they're, they get claws, and they're still able to talk and all do that just fine. It's it's just... Anyway, sorry, that actually bothered me a lot, but I got it. Budget, show, reasons, I know, but still. Yeah. So, and that kind of leans into the vampire thing. They made the werewolf that people want to have sex with. And furries, I know you're out there. I'm not trying to discourage you or put you down. I'm just saying, in the general audience, people don't want to have sex with werewolves. Yeah, especially because werewolves are meant to look monstrous. That's actually why I like when vampires go the monstrous route. One thing I like about Daybreakers was that whole depiction of super monstrous-looking vampires. I mean, they're blood monsters. One of my probably my favorite vampire movie is from *Dust Till Dawn*. For crying out loud! So. Yes, fuck, that's a good movie. Yeah, from Russell Dawn and Daybreakers are both, like, neck and neck for me as far as vampire movies are concerned. So, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, a, va- a werewolf movie that I've seen that I really don't care for and why. Or, like, what doesn't work about it. And I'm having a hard time racking my brains for something like that. Okay. Van Helsing... Mm, let, me, let me think about that for a second. I love the idea of the mythology ties in Van Helsing. For anyone who hasn't seen Van Helsing, one of the base ideas is that werewolves are, like, actually the anathema to vampires. Vampires are basically life... or uh, death flipped, so it's like a mockery of life. Werewolves are more like life unbound. So the only way to kill Dracula in in Van Helsing is by via werewolf bite. So, which I thought was an interesting mythology, but... Does it actually have anything to say about... Like, the werewolves themselves look good, the design is great, the transformation is cool, but they feel largely incidental other than being able to have the giant bat monster fight the giant wolf monster at the end. And even though I'm a admitted fan of 
you know, big stupid fights between awesome things like Pacific Rim or something. I feel like the werewolf and the vampire and the mummy or any of these ideas kind of deserve more consideration. They should be about something. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm thinking even Craven couldn't really crack the werewolf because he did Cursed, which is not a good movie, but it's also a really funny movie, and I don't know if it's intentional. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Cursed. Oh, Cursed is a trip. At one point, there's a werewolf that smashes out a window and then flips a character the bird. <laughs> oh, I've seen that gif. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Yes, that one's been going around... And the movie's meant to be serious and kind of a horror movie. Yeah, but serious in that Wes Craven way. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, all of them were only so serious, so... Yeah, like I said, it's got the Craven angle. Even Craven couldn't quite find the angle to crack that one. Like, he introduced the one of everyone super horny for werewolves because of their pheromones. Oh... Like, he tried to make them horny, like, people horny for worlds. Like, hey, they're not always big, hairy monsters. Yeah. I I do think that there is a problem when people use werewolves just as essentially dressing, just as a, like, hey, here's a wolf monster. Like, when I think about Rise of the Lycans, one of my main problems with Rise of the Lycans is how it doesn't feel like those characters need to be... Nothing about them is inherent to what is a werewolf. Like, that basically feels like... I remember it gave me a lot of Two Towers vibes from, like, how the battles were done, but it was largely just a slave revolt movie. Like, yeah, what about that had anything to do with them being werewolves? At least it didn't feel like it. I'm sure someone out there can give me an explanation. Maybe you could say, like, the pent-up rage of being a slave or something manifest. I don't know. I didn't get that vibe no, from it at all. No, there wasn't that. It was basically they had to reverse engineer. Why were they fighting? Well, because at one point this one werewolf led a slave revolt against the other vampires. Well, why did they have werewolf servants? Because they could go out during the day. Like, people exist, and they're a much smaller threat to you. Yeah. Whereas something like American Werewolf in London, I feel like, takes all the aspects of the mythology, the transforms at night, uncontrollable, uh, is a transmutable disease, you know, even the the whole idea of like the Moors and like where they they hunt and stuff was tied direct. They found ways to take the various elements of the mythology and make them the primary driving thrusts of the narrative, while adding the extra bit of hey, you know how this is a curse? We're gonna make it feel more like a curse because literally you're being haunted by your victims, which is something that again I want to see someone else take a crack at doing something like that. So yeah, no, there's. A lot like a serial killer thing where you know a cop is chasing a werewolf well you know not to go on a different tangent but harry potter played with that idea in the margins and there, yeah. there's a whole character in harry potter the books they describe that is like a werewolf who purposefully places himself near who he wants to kill before a full moon particularly children and he likes to attack people when he's not transformed, which has actually caused him to start developing some features when he's, like, normally human, which is not something that they ever give an explanation for. It just is a thing that happens to him. But he was basically serial killer werewolf, and he showed up, what, in, like, two chapters across the whole series? Yeah, no, that gives me an idea. 
do an urban fantasy about a cop who is chasing what a serial killer werewolf and then you can kind of lean into people have this disease and they're heavily stigmatized for it and kind of you know comment on that whole thing i mean there's a bunch of different angles to go at but it seems like we keep coming back to this same one which i'm not opposed to but we haven't done that much interesting with them you know Oh, yeah, that's kind like, of what I'm trying to get to is that there's a lot of angles I think you can take with the idea that we're not seeing. Like, what about, off the top of my head, what about a Shaun of the Dead style kind of story? Or even a Hot Fuzz, just a Cornetto style take on it where you've got, like, maybe a Hot Fuzz-esque village where all the council elders are, are werewolves, kind of like the companions in Skyrim or something. And you've got a cop coming in trying to figure out the, the murders only to find out that the people running it are actually, you know, quote-unquote, uh, the pack and then maybe at the end you have like a situation where he wins, but just like in Shaun of the Dead, someone he cares about gets like, you know, bitten, but he doesn't kill him, and so he just keeps him in a cage in his basement. So I don't know. I just I wonder is it because werewolves are hard to pull off, like design wise? It that is true. It's funny because, like I said, as far as visual design, I don't think I've seen any that look better than Van Helsing. Like, yeah, they look so good in Van Helsing. Whereas, conversely, I remember watching Prisoner of Azkaban, the third Harry Potter movie, which I still think is probably the best of the movies, but why does the werewolf in that movie look emaciated? Now, I will say, I have an explanation for that, which is that he's supposed to look like, like hunger. And it's better to depict a basically a starving entity there's like an uncanny thing going on there for like hunger bloodborne does it very well with a lot of its monster designs so oh bloodborne i could do so much with bloodborne stories werewolf wise sorry <laughs> Just... okay i know you haven't played bloodborne Oric, but there's a whole section of the game called old yarnum where you go in and it's filled with with beastmen that are basically the wolfman but uh slower a little dumber and when you enter there is a hunter that's a human with a minigun on top of this like tower and he tells you hey the beasts here are of no threat to anyone so leave or i'm gonna have to kill you after you kill him (laughs) and fight your way through the town you one thing that becomes apparent is that a lot of these creatures don't actually come at you until you get like very close to them And then when you get to the bottom of the town, there's a church. And in that church is something called the Blood-Starved Beast, which is basically a giant werewolf that's been flayed and has its skin draped over its body like a a shawl. And it's at the very back of this church. And as you enter, it it doesn't move until you get a little bit closer. And basically, then it turns and you have to fight. It's a boss fight. And uh, TV Skyen, one of my favorite YouTubers, pointed out, like, if this creature is blood-starved, why is it chilling just in the bottom of this church and not not going on trying to get blood? Well, because there's a, there's a lot of things in the, the, the environment that tell you this. It's a martyr. This whole town recognizes their curse of beasthood, and they keep themselves from essentially attacking innocent people by having certain individuals become martyrs, the blood-starved beasts, so that the other beasts may feed on them instead of, quote-unquote, innocence. 
Imagine that whole setting as a movie. Interesting. See, that's what I mean. There's so much potential. And I honestly think it all comes down to werewolves are hard as fuck to make look good on screen. Yeah, the underworld ones look terrible. Dog soldiers I like, but they still look pretty bad. Wolfman looked mostly good when, from what I've seen in the clips, when the CG isn't too hardcore. I don't know. How the Ginger Snaps ones look? Eh. <laughs> I mean, and that's kind of the thing. I think that's what it is, is you have to make it look wolf-like, but you also got to get the man in there. And how much man, how much wolf, and it gets kind of, it gets tricky. And I wonder if that's like the other thing is just like vampires. What does a vampire look like? A pretty person with, you know, pale skin teeth or just teeth. And in we the can few... make him as monstrous or as less monstrous as we want, slaying him on that scale. Yeah, and when werewolf... you're budget limited and you try to make a werewolf that doesn't have wolf things, like in Teen Wolf or in Supernatural, where they just have sharp teeth and crazy eyes, it doesn't feel like a werewolf at all. It just feels like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's just like the one, too. No one wants to fuck werewolves, which I think we've kind of proven false. And they're hard to pull off, like, make effects-wise. I guess. I mean, I feel like... So, the answer to both of those is Guillermo del Toro <laughs> needs to make a werewolf movie because people will want to fuck the werewolf afterwards. Yes, that's very true. And I'm sure there's a huge contingent of the internet that's waiting for a movie like that specifically. So. Oh, I'm sure. And if you make it a sexy werewolf, like a lady werewolf, like a giant, you know, buff sexy lady werewolf... But who still has a recognizably feminine form? Because of course I'm would. just, I'm just saying when she's normal human mode, she's all giant and jacked. Then she gets big and hairy. So you know it's kind of like, all right, it is thirty minutes to the full moon. I can do it. <laughs> I can make this work. <laughs> I I can get in and get out. Don't worry, it'll be fun. <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> I think honestly, like I love it. But I, I and I agree that I think it's mostly just a, a limitation of the kind of people who want to do stories for them don't have the budget to do, make them look good. So you kind of have to sacrifice one or the other. So yeah, want to want someone who actually cares about the mythology, who probably wants to take things back to basics, who has a decent budget, and who wants to tell some sort of doesn't have to be a subversive, but just something that's different don't get me wrong i would love a good standard slasher like someone make um one night ultimate werewolf a movie where it's literally just a village and just a classic like kind of like the witch but with a werewolf instead so i wouldn't mind that too but it does seem like people just don't want to take the they're not as bankable probably which is unfortunate so yeah and i think it comes down to they don't know how to make them sexy but i feel like even it's not that hard i mean they i mean they seen, got they did it with the mummy they got the mummy to be sexy and they ha, they haven't got the i was i was just going to say if you've seen the reaction to the latest hellraiser trailer you can make dangerous sexy i have not seen the trailer but the idea of oh, watching it's so good i will watch it after this but the idea of watching a hellraiser thing and feeling anything in the area of emotions you're describing strikes me as 
very concerning because <laughs> it's Hellraiser. No. The amount of people I've seen reacting to the new Lady Hellraiser trailer going, you know what? Maybe it might be worth it. I think I can do it. I, I believe in myself. Uh, like, we're okay. Gonna, we're we're going to make it, Slanesh. It's going to happen. So <laughs> it, it It's not going to go the way you think it is, but good on you. Uh, okay. I still want more Gilman first. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, ooh, it can be ooh. done. <coughs> Let's split the difference. <coughs> what about a Were Shark movie? Isn't that just like King Shark? Kinda, except not jokey. Like it'd be like an actual horror movie. Like imagine a combination. I'm just of... talking like the character. I mean, I mean, kinda. But imagine like a combination of Jaws and American Wolf in London, done on like a beach town. So I can see it, and that terrifies me. Like you think you're safe on land. And he just chases you onto land, yeah. No, there's a really good low-budget horror movie to be made with that concept. It might be tricky to make it work, but I feel like it's such new territory that people would be, eh, it looks kind of weird, but I don't care. I mean, it's a shark man. I haven't seen a shark man before. Yeah. And plus you probably pull in people who saw, like, the Suicide Squad thought King Shark was great, and they're like, oh, I, I like the last shark man I saw. And then do something very different i mean i feel like every major like marvel has a shark man i can't remember his name off the top of my head but he's a smaller version of that and it's totally doable well i mean we're getting uh namor right coming up in the new black panther movie so that'd be a introduction to all the undersea nonsense that marvel has yeah and again we got werewolf by night circle back to that which looks fantastic but specifically the trailer i saw looks like it's literally homaging and hearkening back to the original Wolfman. It was all black and white. It was done with a cheesy narrator yep. in that fun kind of way. So, Do you see they snuck uh, Man-Thing in there? I did not notice that. Yeah, Man-Thing snuck in the trailer, and I'm like, okay, we're just doing all the weird characters. Okay. Hmm. Well, anyway, I don't know if we came to a conclusion other than, you know, we got enough vampire movies for the time being. Give us some more of the other monsters. Let them have we their time. We pitched like several really good ideas for I, you know, how to do werewolf movie, like various angles to go to werewolf. We even fixed the sexy problem. Just cast a giant woman to play the wolf lady, wolf woman, she wolf, she wolf would probably be. she wolf. There we go. And I mean, Tyka's got were werewolves. We are wolves, whatever. Is oh, the I've heard of that. Yeah. Again, I don't know what level of production it's in. Well, you know what? Cause... I'm gonna I'm gonna conclude with some filmmaker out there who knows what Bloodborne is. Just just do that. Like tell the story of of a hunter slowly turning into a beast or something. You can make a lot of great movies from from Bloodborne. So, or at least Bloodborne adjacent. You just reminded me of that terrible Red Riding Hood movie they made in the 2000s. Like the 2010s. You're, you're, it's, my memory is like just out of reach. I, I remember this yep. existed, but. I can't remember who played it. And that was, yeah, no. I know that did some stuff, but that was well over a decade ago. Hmm. <laughs> and that part of my, I'm not going to save that terrible movie I watched. I half watched once. All right. Well, we could literally ramble about this, I think, indefinitely. But I think before we should we should go while we have some semblance of a conclusion. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's roll into our suggestions of the week. We'll cap it there. I'm going to go ahead and start. 
with a movie that I am mad that it took me this long to see, and that is The Wolf of Snow Hollow. How are there so many wolf movies that I have not seen? Wolves were my favorite animals in high school. How did I miss all these? I swear. This, it, it's, okay, right now it is streaming on Amazon. It is an ultra-low budget horror, quote-unquote, comedy that you got my attention. incredible. It's weird. Like, I realized recently that I like horror a lot more when it's got when it's black comedy, just in general. Okay, it, it says it. I say quote unquote comedy because the whole movie is kind of like one degree off. Uh huh. But it really works. The story is this poor sheriff in this small snowy town of Snow Hollow in Utah is trying to catch a serial killer who keeps committing these horrible, violent crimes against women. And that's the horror. Like, the the attacks are really brutal and disturbing. Uh-huh. And it's kind of juxtaposed with this weirdness of the whole series. And how he just gets angry and just starts beating the shit out of random people. And it, it yo-yos back and forth. But it's so good. But everyone's like, well... Are you ever going to catch that werewolf? Like, werewolves aren't real, guys. It's not a fucking werewolf. Stop asking about the goddamn fucking werewolf. It's a man. I'm going to fucking catch him. End of interview. This sounds familiar. I think I've seen clips from this. It's a really, like I said, it's a micro budget, but it doesn't look like it. Okay. And again, it's very off. You feel so bad for this sheriff who's just kind of still losing thing in this attempt to catch this killer, which I'm not going to spoil what the killer is. But it looks incredible when you do find out what's going on. And it's kind of one part of it's kind of a drama because he's also kind of slowly just losing everything. Like he's a recovering alcoholic that is being driven mad of everyone's mad. Like, when are you going to catch this werewolf? Okay. Well, and you said where this is available? This is on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay. Well, I'm just going to recommend An American Werewolf in London, the OG, like, werewolf film. I know The Wolfman's technically, like, the OG werewolf film, but as far as I'm concerned, American Werewolf in London is the OG werewolf film. And after this conversation, and it's Bootober, you know, October, give it a shot. Yeah, no, I feel like uh, if you're building a What to Watch on Halloween, I feel like we've given you two solid wrecks back-to-back. Especially if you're looking for... Well, I don't want to say The Wolf of Snow Hollow is lighter or because, again, the the scenes where the murderer attacks are pretty gruesome. But Well, I'll also recommend Trick or Treat just because. <laughs> Trick or Treat, yes. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. Do all the things that the algorithm demands of you or we will not have another Bootover before us. And you can find us on all of the various podcasting sites as well as the firesidealliance.com i don't have a list in front of me normally i do so just choose your it's like podcast spotify iHeartRadio, whatever whatever one you like you can probably find us there and if you go there and look for us and you don't find us then tell us about it and maybe we'll see if we can change that but one place we're definitely on is spotify and you can rate us there and if you give us five stars then werewolves won't come at, at, to your house late night and kill it. Or maybe they will come and transform you. I know what you're into. So. <laughs> Gonna have a lot of people telling me that they would, in fact, fuck a werewolf. Probably. Which, good for you. I don't need that information. Thank you. Not unless I can sell it to somebody. <laughs> Fair. As always, this has been Lord Commander Ulrich. And his shield brother, Axel Wright. 
Be sure to tune in next time. And as always, stay honorable.